I saw that podcast mics are sold out on Amazon. And to all of you out there who think that you're slick, okay, we did the quarantine podcast first out of anyone. And we, it's kind of our thing. So the thing is, stay in the playground until you're ready to roll with the big dogs. Okay. We we were the first movie podcast show ever. We're the only one, and we're the only podcast. Period. So stay in your lane, please, for our sake, for your and, sake. And today, with Monday coming up and being the day that it is. We thought we would do a movie where nothing happens and you just kind of wonder what was the point. And I am, of course, talking about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek 2009. What? That's a movie we're doing today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Guys, I, I've said this maybe two or three times. I'll say it again. 2009 Abrams Star Trek is the cool Star Trek. If you are a cool person, if or if you identify as somebody who's kind of cool, you 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 best be saying that's the Star Trek for you. Cause that rod, that 66 stuff, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. And Tarantino has said he will not be directing a rated R Star Trek. And I kind of knew he wasn't gonna do that because yeah. the idea was outlandish and it was. I'm kind of pissed at him for like entertaining the idea just like as a haha let me see what people think and then he's just like ah, actually I don't care I'm kind of pissed off with well, Mr. Tarantino right now this the script was greenlit so he said it still might happen but he won't be directing it I you don't tease me like that <laughs> you know we we're obviously on the show we're big fans of your work yeah uh, with the with a couple exceptions, but you know, wake up. Now today we're talking about a little movie called another movie where nothing happens, called Mommy Dearest, and okay, <laughs> okay. No, we're talking about Reefer Madness. Originally yeah. made as Tell Your Children, and sometimes titled as The Burning Question. Dope Addict, Dope de- Youth, and Love Madness. I've never seen anywhere ever refer to it anything other than Tell Your Children or Reefer Madness. I'm pretty sure the other names for this are just absolute fictions of the mind. The Burning Question. Uh-huh. Like, that's a nice title, but it's... Uh, I've never seen it, so I, I don't know. Matthew... Describe Reefer Madness. Not the idea, no. but the movie. The, okay, the movie itself, the plot. Okay. So, what you get here is a bit of a morality tale, bookended by this uh, official. He looks like a doctor. I believe his name is Dr. Carroll, actually. He is addressing what looks like a PTA meeting, and he's talking about the dangers of marijuana. And he, get, and he weaves a tale. Well, apparently this is a real story in the movie about the dangers of marijuana. And this movie is basically, there's a bunch of, t- this is the plot, because it's kind of like, there isn't really like a main, main character. Bill is kind of the main character, but we'll get to him later. Um, you get a bunch of teenagers who get uh, lured into smoking dope at this <laughs> couple's apartment. And then as soon as the THC hits the lungs, bad things start to happen. Because they... <laughs> Because they sinning. They sinning. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically it. I, we see... Um, we see... I don't know, like... We... <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry, you cut out. I didn't hear what you said. No, it's okay. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, I, I usually take notes when we do movies. And I'll read the entire notes that I took for this movie. The title, Reefer Madness. Now this is the body text. Intro, period. 
anything that isn't scenes condemning marijuana for antiquated reasons aren't interesting. That's it. That's all I wrote. For the whole movie, for this masterpiece of a film, this midnight movie Marvel, that's all you wrote? Basically the movie, and I was excited to see this movie because whenever Matt picks a movie, I don't ever look into what it's about. I just kind of go in blind. That's kind of cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it is. (laughs) And (laughs) people ask me like, oh, what movie are you doing? I said, Reefer Madness. They said, what is that about? I'm like, oh, it's kind of like Atomic Cafe. And I was really excited to watch this movie. It was going to be epic. And then I realized that it was an hour long um, PSA made in 1938 in black and white using a $2 camera and nothing really happens. And I was just bored throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Now, was it a good movie? Yes. It was. Was it a was it was it a masterwork of cinema? Yes. Of course. And that's and that though and that's pretty much it. Matt, what did what did you think about uh Doobie Mania? Okay, this movie is supposed to be heralded and the reason apparently it's because the reason why it's a cult film is because the campy production and the hilarious attitudes towards marijuana portrayed in the film from that time uh, makes it like so bad it's good. Basically, it's a so bad it's good movie. Um, is it that bad? Yeah, but it's actually not that good. Um, the problem with this movie uh, overall is that you're right, it's boring. The first 30 minutes of this film are just characters walking around and talking to each other casually. And, like, I can't stress how mind-numbing that is. It's like if he just walked into an office building and just looked at the people working and then watched them talk at the water cooler. That's, like, the first 30 (laughs) minutes of this goddamn movie. And then in the back 30 minutes or so is better because you get uh, really into the nitty-gritty, the crime elements of the film. Uh, Even then, it's just, like, this kind of poorly acted, like, pretty embarrassing like morality play it's like i i expected i expect many people saw this in their church basement during youth group from a vhs tape or something like that mm-hmm. uh so i i cannot i is this movie good it's amazing but it's actually kind of terrible um to give you an idea of how and th- this is what i want to start the film off on the or the podcast off on the film starts with um a t- like title scroll i guess you would call it just wall of text really and it gives you the rundown of marijuana for some reason they spelled marijuana with an h i don't know if that was just an american thing i um, think um i i i guess before people you know that was probably when they first started writing marijuana Otherwise, mm-hmm. it was. I think that was when it became a problem. Before that, it was like non-existent. So people mm-hmm. do marijuana, and because they're anglophones, they put age. I'm gonna assume that. I'll I can check on that while you continue. But anyways, um, the the text says its first effect is sudden, violent, uncontrollable laughter. Then come dangerous hallucinations. Space expands, time slows down, and almost stands still. Stand still. Fixed ideas come next, conjuring up monstrous extravagances, followed by emotional disturbances, the total inability to direct thoughts, the loss of all power to resist physical emotions, leading finally to acts of shocking violence. Now, I've never smoked weed, ever and i never you know what it, the weed is legal now i don't agree with trudeau for doing that because weed is so evil um but you know i will never ever do it ever in my life just but, i will stay away from that but of all the people i've seen do it and i have not done it with them i've just merely watched <laughs> i have never in my once in, never once in my life seen this and what's funny about this is that i mean 
did the you have to think did the people who make this movie genuinely believe this yeah and that's what i wanted to start with like do you think this movie was good faith like i okay here's what i think i think people aren't stupid as stupid as we like to think they are okay and i and i i truly think apparently i i this is just a rumor i heard when i was doing research randolph or what's his name uh william randolph um he was like a big media conglomerate guy i'm gonna try to look out look up his name sorry hold on I can't even remember, but anyway, he, supposedly this magnet, business magnet, funded the film. I'm going to assume that the, the guys making this movie, or at least some people in production, were like, haha, this is totally ridiculous, marijuana doesn't do that. But then again, did people really didn't know what this is. It's like, you know what? It's like if when people say now, you know, fentanyl so bad. I've never seen anyone do fentanyl. I don't know anybody who has, and I've never seen it. But if somebody told me fentanyl kills you you know i believe it i guess it's kind of the same way you know what i mean i guess so um like you just don't know i don't know but i i i guess the point though is that whether it was done like with certain intentions in mind it's it's still bad regardless it's still really bad oh yeah for sure but i I, i'm just watching this thinking like and I forgot to say, the last point of the effects of marijuana, it says it ends often in incurable insanity. Now, technically, uh, this is correct. Is it? Well, I mean, okay, well, not really. But I think if you, if you, if you smoke it, you can, um, you can get psychosis. It can lead to psychosis for some people, people prone to schizophrenia and such. Whatever. Oh, yeah. This isn't the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> okay. But but anyways, yeah, yeah, you're right. Regardless if it was made in good faith or not, it's still pretty bad. Um, there exists two versions of this movie that you can watch. There's a black and white version, and there's a colored version. The problem with the black and white version is that when a character is smoking a cigarette or weed, you can't tell what there's which one they're smoking the thing is though i i don't know for you but i thought it was like pretty clear at any given instance because they very clearly were like hey look this is marijuana whenever marijuana was offered or smoked on screen no that's how i felt no because there were scenes where people were just smoking it casually like this one scene this guy's in this car and he's just smoking it yeah and i i didn't say but in the colored version the smoke emanating from a cigarette is just white, whereas the smoke emanating from uh, a re- a reefer is multicolored. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the colored version. Yeah, it's true. Okay. yeah. So, so you can definitely tell what they're they're smoking, which which does which does help. One thing that I really don't like about this movie compared to like Mommy Dearest is with Mommy Dearest. Um, actually, I shouldn't say one thing I don't like. I uh, I don't know how to phrase this, but in Mommy Dearest, they took a real issue and then they just portrayed it in a really stupid way where you just kind of laughed at a real issue, whereas this movie takes a non-issue and makes a problem out of it. Yeah, like it's it's just like they're trying to convey and like, look how terrible this is, but they did so poorly that nobody's convinced and in fact we're watching it for amusement because it's so terribly produced that's what you mean right yeah so yeah i agree and i and i suppose that's why people love this movie so much i think truly a big big portion of the value of this movie is just haha they're talking about marijuana and now marijuana is quote-unquote cool yeah. So it's like, well, let's watch this. I mean, it's a fine, like, it's not the most unbearable watch, but it's really a non-eventful movie. You could just replace this with any drug, and it would just be a shitty drug PSA uh, with a couple of gangsters. Although there are a couple of um, actors that I do want to highlight in this. Sure. Um, was there... Um, so... In this movie, there's like this kind of crazy sociopathic guy <laughs> named Ralph Wiley. 
And he's sort of like this college student um, that hangs... So, okay, we, sh- we should give a rundown of the characters. Basically, yeah. the movie uh, takes place predominantly in the apartment of this couple named Jack Perry and Mae Coleman. And they sell marijuana. Jack likes to sell it to kids. May says she doesn't like that, but Ralph does. Uh, but Jack does anyway. Ralph is like a dealer and like a sociopath and like a college dropout. Apparently, that kids whisper about like you shouldn't run around with him. Um, they help Jack recruit new people, so they get these two kids. These two really uh, Archie Andrews looking guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I can see the appeal here because, my God, you wouldn't believe the way these kids act in this movie. It's like if Richie Rich and Archie Andrews and, like, Jimmy Neutron all came together. That's what these kids act like. They're hilarious. They just tricked them into smoking reefer and then a bunch of bad things happen predominantly Ralph tries to rape uh, Jimmy's sister who is also Bill's girlfriend mm-hmm. and then in a scrap she gets shot and they blame it on Bill even though he didn't do it and yeah. then Bill's in court and blah 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 and then, <laughs> and then the movie turns into Perry Mason towards the end of the movie <laughs> with this court stuff and it's like totally unconvincing you can tell there must have been a, some law movie or something on television at that time to inspire that large portion that's totally uninteresting mm-hmm. uh, but i don't know it was um and then the movie ends of course probably the most iconic thing about maybe there's probably two big iconic things from this movie so and i'll talk about both of them if you don't mind sure the first thing is the ending sequence in which Dr. Carroll, I suppose his name is. Let me look up. Yeah, Dr. Carroll. Um, he says to the parents, it could be one of your children who smoked the marijuana menace. Or you. Or, or, or yours. Or yours. And then he points at the camera. At yours. And then tell your children rises onto the screen. And that's like a ha-ha. Whoa. <laughs> classic moment. The other moment, which I really liked, and I sort of showcased why I like, the guy's name is Dave O'Brien, who plays Ralph Wiley. Um, he has this hilarious mania that he portrays whenever <laughs> he smoked marijuana. Like, the way... I watched this with my sister, and when the char- whenever the characters are smoking, including the piano player who looks like Cosmo Kramer in the, in the uh, soda pop, in the sugar bar or whatever... Mm-hmm. My sis- I was watching this with my sister, and she said, is this supposed to be marijuana they're smoking? Are they smoking, like, hard drugs? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just marijuana. They act hilarious. Um, Ralph is hidden out after the murder takes place because they don't want him to be arrested and their operation to be shut down. Mm-hmm. And Blanche, who is sort of this lady that is uh, in cahoots with all of them to lure kids into smoking dope, she plays the piano, and they both smoke <laughs> marijuana. And... <laughs> Ralph is fiending. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I mean, give me a reefer. <sighs> he's like scratching his head. He's like violent movement. Uh, and then she begins to play the piano and Ralph says, faster, faster, faster. <laughs> and he just keeps saying faster and she goes faster and faster and faster. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. That was great. I don't know. He just has this sort of like empty eyed look where it feels like there's nothing inside of him. I don't know. He looks totally and utterly insane. Honestly, he doesn't really act like... So in this movie, he towards the end, he actually beats Jack to death. So I get, guess the point is that Ralph has smoked so much reefer that he's just become mentally insane. I guess yeah. that's the implication there. Uh, but yeah, it turned him into a kook. But he's one of my favorites. Probably the only standout, besides Blanche, Lillian Miles, a woman named Lillian Miles, plays Blanche. And she's uh, she's pretty good, too. She has a confessionary scene towards the end of the film during the Perry Mason sequence um, where she totally confesses to everything and she tries to get Bill off the murder. And shes it's not a particularly great performance, but it's a very earnest acting performance. It's a close-up of her face and she's crying and crying and crying. And to me, it was really, um, it was just a nice little 
a touch, I don't know, to have this actress have her spotlight acting moment, presumably for other people to see. It was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, so those two are the, probably the best actors in this. The guy who plays Bill kind of sucks, to be quite honest, even though he's sort of the main character of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's just like this dandy who boy. It's, he looks like he's from Cuphead or something. I don't know. He's just whatever. And he's just, he's like the Arthur of the show. When people watch the show Arthur, you don't watch it for Arthur, right? Because Arthur kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So Bill Harper is the uh, Arthur the Aardvark of Reefer Madness, I definitely say. Yeah, Ralph was my favorite character because like, he would just have this crazy laugh. Every time he would be like, <laughs> it's, it's the most fake laugh you've ever heard in your whole life. Like nobody, ever, like if you've heard somebody laugh like that, honestly, you wouldn't hang out with them because it was so crazy. He's like, <laughs> yes. And when the lady is playing the piano before he goes like fast, he's like, shut up, shut up. The dude is mental, man. He's mental. And, like, at near the end of the film, they put, like, black eye makeup around his eyes, so his eyes are all crazy. And then when she finally gives him a, a joint, he smokes it with two hands. Yeah. And, and he's, like, puffing away at it so angrily. And, you know, what's funny is that, um, I guess we should talk a little bit about the making of this movie, because if you are curious... It was financed by a church group. So the the business magnet I was trying to think of earlier is William Randolph Hearst, who is uh, a big figure in the media. Supposedly, he backed this film, but there's no like actual evidence to suggest that, I think. Anyway, it was fa- financed by a church group. And what happened was an exploitation filmmaker named Dwayne Esper got his hands on it. And he was like, well, this is a terrible movie, but if I put some salacious shots in there, a little bit of tillation and some violence, um, I'll be able to put this on the exploitation circuit. Mm-hmm. And that, so really, like the film since its inception has been like an exploitation film. So even as soon as the movie came out, people knew this was a terrible movie and that people would enjoy it in a way different than the filmmakers intended you to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah. I just like I don't I it's so odd how like I what if it's an exploitation film then I can't harp on it I don't know I can't harp on the things too much because I guess they're supposed to be over the top but like just characters smoke with like two hands around it and they're always like so crazy and just energized and one thing that's really funny to me in this movie is that the two kids, they'll be like, oh, can I have a cigarette? And this one character's like, yeah, here, try one of these cigarettes. And they just smoke it. And like, I'm like, if someone said, can I have a cigarette? Or if I said, can I have a cigarette? And someone handed me a joint, I'd be like, huh, that doesn't look like what I asked for. And it- Well, I suppose the kids are meant to be really naive and stupid. Like, presumably, the only cigarette they've ever encountered is regular ones. So even if they get handed a weird one. Well, and you know what the thing is, they show this, they show a sort of plant in the beginning of the movie and they show like this little roller machine this guy has to make marijuana cigarettes. And aside Mm -hmm. from them being full of marijuana, they look like cigarettes. So I guess that's, I think the point of the film was that it's dangerous because kids have to be careful because while they could be smoking cigarette, which weirdly is portrayed not as a vice or anything bad at all, even though you should probably not smoke tobacco over marijuana. Yeah. Um is you know bec- that they can't distinguish it so they'll just smoke it accidentally it's like when but you go there's you can distinguish it in like every way you'd be like oh this smells weird it's and... just a, well it's just a smell i guess would be it but just, and the just... smoke is hitting my lungs differently i don't know like i've never smoked a cannabis before but i assume that's what it would be like and it's just funny that they're like, can I have a cigarette? And they're like, here, have a joint. And they smoke and they're like, hmm, okay. Mm. They're like, hmm, a nice earthy flavor on this tobacco. Is this growing uh, indigenously? Hmm. And then they keep going and they're like, <laughs> And they're like, oh yeah, feeling peachy keen. I don't know. It's just like, 
honestly, every part of the movie that isn't just, oh, that's not how weed works. It's just so boring because it's just like characters like Bill going to his girlfriend's house and then they read Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Jesus. This is one of the like hardest to watch scenes in this film. So they're 1930s kids that are pretending to act all aristocratic. So imagine how embarrassing that it is in a film as poorly as acted as this one. Um, it's pretty hard to watch. I watched this movie two times. So I saw the original cut um, as well as the colorized cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was I wanted to skip it the second time. I just don't want to see that. You also get like Bill going back to his homestead, and he has this little brother that I swear to God is like basically just little orphan Annie. <laughs> he just like he's he's his head up all the time, and he's like, "Golly gee, well," uh, and <laughs> he's really annoying, and I wanted him to go away. Uh, and then I started about thinking thinking about Shirley Temple and Animal Crackers in my soup and stuff. Animal Crackers in, is my, in my soup. soup. Monkeys and rabbits, loop-de-loop. Um, <laughs> so those scenes of backstories are are pretty embarrassing, not even particularly in an entertaining way, just in a, oh, wow, somebody wrote this way. Uh, and then you get the bulk of the film, which is just a series of scenes. You just get a series of exploitative elements. There's a couple scenes I actually did like from a filmmaking standpoint. Like, I did like when Bill has his little tryst with Blanche. So what happens is that Bill is sm- tricked into smoking reefer at their apartment. Well, actually, mm-hmm. what happens, yeah, he's tricked into smoking reefer. Then his grades decline because he keeps smoking reefer at their apartment. And then Blanche uh, invites him into the bedroom and they do something. God knows what. Hopefully nothing... <laughs> Hopefully nothing that will go against the Lord's book. But Bill comes out after being high and he sees his girlfriend being attacked by Ralph. But he's hallucinating that they're like in a what looks like a consensual sort of engagement. And there's like some and then I think it's Blanche's head is circling around his head and speaking and echoes. I thought that was a cool little scene. That was probably the best depiction they had of being high or marijuana in this whole film besides, you know, characters like raping or killing each other because they smoked it. But it was, uh, that was a good scene. I also enjoyed the scene in which, uh, in the jury room, even though I didn't like that sort of law portion bit, I like how they just had that one guy who has to be the guy who's right. He goes, oh, he's insane. And they go, what of it? There's no way. You're crazy. Uh, and of course he ends up being right towards the end. But that guy's a champion, by the way. Power to the people. <laughs> There's this one scene where... I forget who was at the wheel, but they, they run over this old man while oh, they yes. were high on reefer. And it's so funny because you get like four, like four frames of them hitting him. It's just like the car getting close up to him. Then it, then you see like his body kind of at the front of the car. Then he's under the car, and then they're like past him. <laughs> I just laughed when it happened. I I have to say, uh, I really actually one of my favorite lines from this movie is when Jimmy. So what happens is that Jack has to rent out although his cars in the shop to get more of the drug, so he enlists Jimmy to drive him there. While he goes inside to pick up the drug, Jimmy says, hey, can I get a cigarette? Uh, and then he takes a cigarette and smokes it. And then when um, Jack comes back, Jimmy's freaking. And he's like, oh, boy, I'm red hot. <laughs> and and Jack is like, well, you better cool down or you'll be ice cold on the road. And yeah. I was like, hey, that was a pretty slick line. Uh, and then he kills somebody. So that was kind of funny. And it was so funny because he's like, just, yeah, he's like, be careful on the road. And then the dude driving is going 120 miles per hour down this residential <laughs> road, like swerving left and right. And he's like, hey, watch it, would you? And every person on the street is just stops to look at him at this total <laughs> insane uh, goober just driving, ripping down the road uh, in a 60. You know? He's, yeah. He's crazy. He's crazy. I'm if we so you didn't watch both cuts, but if we have to contrast the cuts, I'm actually gonna say I like the black and white one better. I watched the black and white one passively. Like I saw enough to like, and I know what I can imagine what a movie would look like in black and white on top of that. So I I got the gist of it. 
And I, I watched I watched the high definition cut. There's so you can watch this movie on YouTube, but I downloaded a cut off of uh, undisclosed location. You paid uh, for it. <laughs> I paid for the movie and high quality, and it was it was it was it was better. The voices are clear. Uh, the audio in this movie is pretty terrible. You're gonna have a hard time hearing some lines. <laughs> My sister and I, at one point, when Ralph said a line at the apartment, we had to rewind it four times because we could not understand what he was saying. Then we just looked at the script to see what he was saying, and it didn't sound like that at all. It, it, the audio is still pretty abysmal. Um, the, the nice thing about the color cut is it's a cool novelty that somebody, and this kind of just shows the cult status of the film, somebody went and colored this whole movie. Mm-hmm. This, it's, I think it's called Off, Off Color Productions or something. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, but it was the coloring is is it's cool. It's just kind of garish. It's all kind of fuzzy because the movie's fuzzy, uh, mm-hmm. and it's all right. The, the colored marijuana smoke is a nice bonus. It it looks fun, um, and some of the color choices are pretty cool too. I would honestly say that they're both pr- pretty equal in how worthwhile they are. Ref- the the HD cut because it's better definition. But the color is nice in the color version, so either one is good to go if you just want to watch this movie. I think. I, on, I think watch a colored one. In my opinion, it kind of it gave the movie, uh, like the the. I really really like the fact that the smoke was different colors, so you knew what was happening from a visual standpoint, and it just kind of looked a little psychedelic, which I liked. Although I do agree the colored version because you can't just. It's kind of hard to color movies. Basically, what they do is just kind of make one thing all one color. Yeah. Um, so, like, they'll just put, like, um, like a fleshy peach color over top of someone's face. They're not, like, recoloring the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it does look a little fuzzy, I agree. But um, one thing I'll say about this movie um, in terms of, like, cinematography sort of deal if you're looking about the shots there's a couple of things that were nice i like there was like a nice sort of uh, when mary gets shot she's like laid out in the bed and like uh i don't even know it's like a greek painting it's kind of funny to watch most of it is just uh just head-on shots of whatever needs to be seen but you know what i think from a production standpoint in terms of sets and other things, it's actually not too bad of a film. Uh, they probably got a lot of money from Mr. Hurst, apparently, uh, because the costumes look fine and the sets look fine, I think. I thought the shot when she was dead on the couch was so funny. I watched this, uh, I watched this with Caitlin, and I forget who said it, either she or I did, and we're like, well, it doesn't even matter that he shot her because she was already dead. She has no blood inside her because there's no... <laughs> There's no blood anywhere to be seen from her getting shot. Also, she shot in like the shoulder. Um, yeah, like... I I watched this with my sister, and my sister was like, "Wait a second, how did the bullet even hit her from that angle? Doesn't really make too much sense." Also, I don't really know how a, the gun fired like that. That was a pretty big coincidence. Um, and you know, the other thing I noted was why did Jack bring a, a a gun to a fight between two teenagers over a girl? Like he he needlessly escalated the situation. He was in the wrong in this movie. Um, I don't even blame Ralph or anything for that. Yeah, he was in the wrong. One thing that is so like just boring with this movie is you get at least five scenes of just teenagers dancing in this dude's apartment. Those and... scenes, those scenes, you know what? I and I think that's another iconic point of the movie. I've seen, I saw um, recently that seventy show episode that parodied this. So the 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 crazy nineteen thirties dancing in the apartment while they're smoking reefer. I thought they were kind of quaint. There are a lot of them though, and there's also a lot of shots of teenagers just dancing in like this soda bar. Um, as a side note, I really wish when I was a teenager, that they had those bars you could go to where you just dance and drink soda. That would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, other thing I would note... Oh, and one more thing about the color um, versus non-colored version is that... Um, let me ask you something. Lucas, would you watch a recolored cut of Eraserhead? 
No, because it the. Dude, I can't even believe you said that. <laughs> I don't mean that seriously. I would watch a recolored copy of Eraserhead. No, um, but that's because the movie decided to be black and white, whereas this movie had to kind of had to be. Yeah, I suppose so. Oh, I guess. Um, when was the first color film, anyway? It was pretty early, I believe. Um, it was. It, I mean, they had color at this point, I believe, because Wizard of Oz was nineteen thirty nine, and that nineteen eighteen was the first movie in color. Yeah. So. But it was expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't have the money for that color. Mm-hmm. Man, you, these guys were really slumming it back in the day with no color. I watched this with my sister. And she was pissed that I made her watch it, first of all. So I, I, we're not going to watch a lot of movies for the next couple of weeks. She was actually really pissed. Um, she would, like, You guys won't believe how pissed she was. She was like, yeah, I can't believe you made me watch this stupid old black and white movie. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, well, I, I, I just asked if you wanted to. You could have said no. Um, but this movie <laughs> is... Um, it's... it's it's okay. I'm honestly struggling to find things to talk about. It's not there... a particularly eventful film. We should note that the movie is about let me see an hour here. and five minutes. It's an hour and five minutes, and as you can tell, there isn't a lot of eventful things in this film. So not a lot to talk about, particularly. Um, I don't know. Is this a is this a something worth watching? Honestly, you know what. If you plan on indulging in this terrible drug with you and your buddies uh, at any point, and you'd like put this on in the background, that'll be fine. It's like a background movie. It's not something you give your full attention to because there isn't a lot there besides the demonization of marijuana for whatever reason. And it's hilarious in this movie, I have to say. This is a fun, the funniest thing is that when they say things like, it is more dangerous than the heroin or cocaine epidemics. And I was like, amen. Amen to that. You know what? But I don't know. It's a, it's a movie. I would, I can't recommend it. That's for sure. But uh, I might as well watch it. You'll like this movie if you have smoked weed before. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's true. Like you'll like it as in you'll find it funny. I mean most of the people would just be or if you're really high, the movie's just gonna be boring. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh you know of of the of the quote unquote stoner movies that are in the cult canon, uh probably one of the lesser ones. Um it's no big Lebowski, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Although maybe, which we maybe should have reviewed today instead of this. Yeah, I well, if only someone had said that. Well, when I make a suggestion, okay, it's a suggestion. It's not a demand or a command. Mm-hmm. You can contest it, okay? So don't play the victim here, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, that's all I have to say. <laughs> about this movie um okay let's let's get to bags uh four four out of ten yeah and why and that might seem weird that yeah it seemed generous the reason being is because like there isn't the only thing that's like terrible to me is just how they portray marijuana just is so untrue and other than that like just everything is just like okay or i was just bored whereas with the movie like the holiday special where it just i mean it had a story although the story sucked in reefer madness i had a story like holiday special like nothing happened yeah it was uh, it was an it was a uh, very uneventful. And Mommy that. Dearest was like so long, and it made an actual important topic laughable. It completely didn't do what it planned, like what it set out to do. This movie also didn't really do what it set out to do. But I mean, I guess in a way it did because it was an exploitation film, so it kind of achieved that. I, 
or like the Super Mario Bros. movie where just like I I don't know I if someone asked me to watch this movie again I would I don't know I I I just don't care about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you see, look, <laughs> I'll I'll say this, which is, um. This was not, I didn't pick this because I love this movie, okay? I'd never seen it before. So don't get pissed at me for picking this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a cult movie, and you know what? That's what we reveal. And that's what really this show is about. It's sometimes, like, unfortunately, like the nostalgia critic says, we watch it so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes you got to watch it. How many bags am I going to give it? You know what, I, I think I liked it more than you, and you gave it a four. I'm giving it a two out of five. Uh, be- two out of five, the same yeah. score. Because Same score, and the reason is because it's not like it's not excruciating painful. The brevity is um, a, a boon for this film. The fact that it's only an hour, um, it'll, be, it'll be boring maybe for an hour, but, I mean, if you have a decent attention span, I think you'll be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. So this movie is, uh, it's all right. Honestly, if you're a film fan or a cult movie buff, I I assume if you're watching the show, uh, the only other people watching the show or listening to the show is Luke's sister, um, then, you know what, give it a shot because there's there's nothing to lose. Nothing to lose here, but it's not particularly great. If somebody asked me to watch this again in like a year, I'd say yeah. Actually, I don't, I don't know. Like it's just, it's just so inoffensive. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, like, just things are either okay. I like I, I don't know why. Just people hate this movie, and I, I'm not. I wasn't that offended by it. Uh, I wonder if are people? Do you think people are generally mad at this movie for portraying this way? For some of the more zealous marijuana advocates, yeah, probably. You know, you guys need to, you hippies need to get a job. Um, you need to work harder. Stop listening to those damn Beatles. Stop listening to those hippie liberals down in California doing who knows what with who knows where, mm-hmm. you know who. That's just embarrassing. But uh, that is our, uh, that was Reefer Madness, I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you have, uh, you, I, uh, I hope, I hope you like this movie a little bit more in the coming week, because I bought you a poster for it, for your bedroom. That'd be a good Did look you? For you. Yeah, I thought it'd be a good look for you. I need, one poster has to go, and it has to, I have to put in something new. What should I put up in my room? I don't know. Your room is a little is a little bare naked right now. Okay. When was when was the last time you were in my room? It's it's pretty pimped. It's got stuff in it, guys. I have stuff. Okay. I have stuff, guys. Trust me. I'm a guy who can get stuff. Uh, buy stuff. I believe me. Okay. Please believe me. I I think the Reservoir Dog poster is gonna go down. That's gonna be replaced with the Gone with the Wind Empire Strikes Down poster, and I kind of have to get rid of the Pulp Fiction one because the Pulp Fiction poster is not a good look. It's too. You know what? I'm gonna say this to Lucas is that people will say, you know, that's so normy, and you're such like an indie guy or whatever. They'll say, you know, with their made up words. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Power to the people, man. Do it. Do as you please, and do as makes you feel nice inside. Don't don't listen to what other people think. That's my. Uh, that's this is the real PSA you're getting today. Is 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 hashtag be yourself. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm gonna put up the Star Trek motion picture poster. <laughs> no, uh, that's actually not a good look. So I would. What? <laughs> no. I like you're not really supposed to care what other people think, but don't do that just because people will think like just don't. Okay, it's a nice poster. Well, it's 
you know, yeah, it's nice, but like, you know, think of what that brings to it, you know. The okay. nicest Star Trek poster. Just, just cool it, okay? Just watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. Just watch it. Or maybe an Eraserhead poster. Eraserhead, the Eraserhead poster kind of stinks because it's just. It's just, uh, what is it, Jack Nance? His dumb yeah. head. Boo! <laughs> he looks stoned in that picture. He's crazy. We'll have, we'll have an episode later on once we've got a few more reviews. This was basically a review. I'm going to be honest. I did not care about this episode that much. Okay, well, I, you know what? I reviewed it. I did you reviewed my, it. I reviewed it, okay? I, I talked about this movie. Barely. What? There's barely anything to talk about. Look, I did my... I'm saying it on the air. This episode is weak. This episode is weak? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe it was weak because um, we, you know, last week we mentioned we were taking some medication. And then I took my medication. It's this new stuff called Biacna <laughs> yeah. that my dermatologist gave me. Yeah. And... And I was feeling good. And then Lucas decided to skip his dose for the day, which I don't really think was appropriate. Yeah, I got so, a new... I tried so my maybe, medication called Ligma. Did you hear about that one? <laughs> it's called what? It's called Ligma. Uh, say, okay, <laughs> say that again. Ligma? Uh, li- li- what's Ligma? I don't know. It's kind of similar. Do you know Quitcha? No, I don't know. What is that? Quitcha bitchin'. <laughs> Okay, I'm sending you an Eraserhead poster that's pretty nice. I would get this uh, poster, even though you probably can, but it looks like a fan one. Sometimes fan posters be hidden. That's a cult of personality fact. Sometimes. Sometimes they're just minimalist, quote-unquote minimalist, bullshit posters made by graphic design students where it's just like a character and then... It's a silhouette of their head, and then inside their head, yeah. like, things about the movie or something. No, there are some great, and I I used to like just browse movie posts. There's this subreddit called Movie Poster Porn. I used to browse mm-hmm. that all the time. Because movie posters, they're just it's, there's something nice. I hope it's a it's a you know what it's nice because you would think that the poster being physical originally. It would kind of go away, but I found that now the poster is sort of a pre-announcement for a movies. Uh, it's like it's the first thing they post before you get sort of the media blitz and the marketing stuff. And I kind of like that because it just preserves the movie poster format. I think we're gonna have them for a while. You know what? This is hypocritical, but one minimalist poster that I do like—they're fan posters. I don't know if you ever saw them. They're for the Star Wars trilogy. Where it's like C-3PO and his eyes are the twin suns. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then Boba Fett's, like, his T is uh, Cloud City. Yeah, I know those. I know that one. Uh, What are... Is that Mondo Media? Mondo Media. And here's my piece on Mondo, because I'm I'm pissed. (laughs) Okay, Mondo Media, who, if you're a cult fan, you probably... You probably dealt with them before. They make like exclusive art prints for films, a lot of cult films. Um, I hate them because every time I try to buy a poster there, they sell out literally seconds after the time they're supposed to go on sale. How is that possible? That doesn't make sense. Because people are so excited about the movie. No, it doesn't make sense. There, it's you know. I just wanted a Batman poster, and I don't know. I just don't know. Look at the shitty poster I'm going to send you. There's some uh, there's some good posters from Mondo. There was a Man of Steel poster that if Man of Steel was a better movie, I would definitely put that on my wall. Um, it looks very nice. But the, the poster, the movie poster, the movie trailer, you know, people think of these as mere marketing tools for a film, but really they developed into their own art form. That I appreciate quite a bit. Um, I always love to see good trailers. It's fun sometimes to just watch a bunch of trailers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the trailer is better than a movie. Case in point, Godzilla 2014. Very let true. Me t- let me tell you something. Um, 
my I found that Warner Brothers has some of the best trailer people ever because they make huge piece of shit movies <laughs> that have great that you get tricked into being excited for because of great trailers. Do you guys remember the Suicide Squad trailer? That was pretty cool. That movie is not so cool though. Yeah. Not so cool. No. Yeah, if only Man of Steel was a better movie. You know what? And I'll say this, even though this is... Uh, I mean, we won't review this movie ever. But I do like comic books. Superman the movie, not very good. Not a very good movie, in my opinion. Damn, you are cutting out so much. You still there? Hello? Yeah, it, it cut out so much, but I think you were saying that Superman, the first one, isn't good. Pukas. Yeah, it's it's cutting out like crazy. I think we will have to call it quits. Yo, can you hear me, bro? Bro, can you hear me, bro? Well, I think that's a very fitting end. Um to this episode Hello. because uh, this movie was kind of crappy. Jesus. Had nothing really to talk about. And you know, uh, this is the problem with the pandemic. Matt's not uh, there anymore. He's MIA. No, I'm here. I'm here. He keeps cutting out. Hey. I can't hear a you hear word me? that he's saying. Are you talking to me? Hello. Hello. So, uh... Hello. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna call. We're gonna call it quits there. So, okay, goodbye. Okay, Stay. goodbye, everybody. Stay. Oh, you're Stay back. Safe. We'll be back next week. Gods must be crazy. Okay. Bye. All right. See ya.